Hello there and welcome to Make Me an Island of and from the Republic of Ireland. You join us for the 36th and final time this year as it happens. Fittingly, we have a very special guest islander on board today for our Christmas edition with the return of Rady Pete. Along with her unparalleled power as a singer and musician, Rady also talks a good game, so we're delighted to accompany her on another trip through a selection box of musical delights. Before I do that, however, I want to pay a few quick dues before the longest year closes. You don't need me to remind you how calamitous 2020 has been, so I won't. These shows are about escaping all that. Personally, I haven't really been on speaking terms with the universe for a good few years now, but I do probably have it to thank for forcing me into action making these shows when the fan was struck by an endless, relentless shitstorm this year. Making these islands ever since has been about taking shelter from that storm for all of us music lovers. Now, it's around this time every year we tend to take stock, and after approximately a decade of Decemberist doom, after year of year of not being able to find my way back onto the actual airwaves, I am so glad to be speaking to you this Christmas with a body of work on the shelves and more to come down the chimney real soon. The system of keeping the dream alive through Patreon has been a game changer. Not only does it mean the work can go on, it also means that manufacturing takes place under far healthier conditions where our target audience is the only one. We are it. I am talking to you. There's a soundness to that system that blows my blown mind. Way back in the days of the neighborhood wash in the joinery here in Dublin, a time and a place I mention a lot for good reason, Instead of a cover charge, we had a donation box stroke biscuit tin, which accepted no major credit cards, but it did take alms, sweets, as well as coin and soft dollar. Patreon works in a similar way, where those who can afford to support the war effort makes life better for everyone behind the front line. The lift that this patronage has given us is all we need to go on, so on we'll go. At the centre of everything we do here is my producer, Ian Cudmore. This very day last year, we were in Cork together, handshaking and high-fiving our way through the evening and into the night over promises to do something, something, something. No handshakes or high-fives to celebrate, but one year later, we are living that dream. And it's alive, right now, in the Sugar Club, with Rady by our safely distant side.
Welcome to Make Me an Island and uh, everybody, anybody. Um, oh, Rady, welcome. Uh, so Thanks. it's our Christmas show. I'm so delighted you're here, uh, Rady, um, for a repeat of our uh, Islander special that we recorded in April, which who knows about time in 2020? Um, do you know about time? It's just, it's hard no. to judge, isn't it? Time and space has gotten very loose. Hasn't yeah, it? Loose, looser. Yeah, that feels like a long time ago, does, April. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Thankfully, we're in the Sugar Club and not on Skype this time. Um, ready, just, I suppose, um, we'll, we're, we'll get into a pile of your selections, which I'm um, delighted have um, a lighter Christmas theme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when, when you told me it was going to be so close to Christmas, I decided to, to go on the lighter side of things. Yeah, yeah. let the light in. Well, look, I'll save, I'll keep my powder dry when it comes to asking me about what's going on right now um, with you, because we'll just go into the tunes altogether, because the first one one is when you sent me these I mean I don't know how many times I've listened to it in, in a day what, what, however long is in a day minus the time I've slept is <laughs> is how long I've listened to this wonderful tune from Scotland right yeah it's uh, it's in Scots Gaelic and uh, I actually don't know really much about the album it's just singers from Mull mm. which is I think an island yeah sounds of Mull but I just uh, I think it sounds kind of like an Ennio Morricone um, spaghetti western soundtrack mm. it's got this weird quality where it is traditional Gaelic singers but it it's totally it goes way beyond that. It kind of creates a world that is just on the cusp of something else, and it's very evocative. Um, and I love that it's in Scots Gaelic as well. To be honest, like, mm. um, yeah, I suppose we, it's we, such we, a rare we, language, you know. Yeah, right. We, we'll pick up on. And do you know what it means? Um, it's oh, actually, uh, it does it lesh, says lesha vata? Yeah, because this yeah. is really close to Irish because it's lesha vata Yeah, and that's almost exactly like. Irish because yeah. it's like bod, like bod, dove, garach. Okay. Um, so oak, an oak, a black oak tree boat. Yeah, right. Beautiful. Um, the, uh, yeah, no, I mean that thing of it being on the edge of something else. I think that's probably, we'll pick up on that point because I think that's where the great music is, is tends to be, you know, on that yeah. same edge of in between or... Yeah, and I suppose this track kind of it, it gives an example of that that I I find it very hard to put into words, but it's where something is beyond what it really is, and it's like it touches onto other things sometimes without even realizing it. Yeah, I'm not sure that they would have known what they were kind of referencing, or maybe yeah. they totally did. You'll never know. Really. Yeah, maybe they were aiming for that exact spot, or you know, I think yeah, there's probably a word in German, I'm sure, for that exact thing of <laughs> yeah. of of the not knowing. But uh, but let's hear it and talk some more about it. Oh 
do think taking three minutes out of every day would be a good idea. Christmas Day in particular. Yeah. You to have listen. to listen to this every yeah, day. It's so soothing. <laughs> it's so but soothing. I, I did deliberately, because I, I kind of, I use music in a, like in a, a very wide ranging way. Like I'll kind of use it to have a sulk and kind of marinate in like, you know, whatever bad feeling I'm having because yeah. it makes me feel better. Or I'll use it to escape a sulk. Mm. Or I'll use it to feel nostalgic or have like new experiences or, mm. you know, like it's everything. I use it for mm. everything. But the picks for tonight, well, I have an agenda that we'll get onto later. Okay. But, but basically I was trying to pick the ones that I use for, soothing it's yeah. like soothing escapism that always make me feel good when i when i hear them because it's christmas brilliant uh, well my christmas present is here <laughs> <laughs> i think uh, that's great already that definitely is one of those because when when you play well, sorry when you sent it to me I, um again the effect of oh I, I i now have something new in my life that i can use you know that yeah. feeling i suppose that's the thing that happens when when the new ones arrive and we hear them and they're you know and they fit that thing that you need yeah and it's it's very i can be very obsessive about ones there's one there's a track we'll play later that i really have obsessively listened to because it really saves the day. Mm. Like it heartbreakingly right. saves the day every well, time. Okay. Um, this is uh, the obsessional uh, support group uh, on Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> so look, um, really, maybe it's a nice way of, of chatting about what's coming up in a couple of weeks' time um, because um, on the 6th of January on Nulig Naman, um, there's something very special happening with Katie Kim and with Ellie and with Vicky Langan. And, and you can tell me a little bit about it, but, um, but at the center of all that is the artist we're about to hear next, which is Katie Kim. Um, so you're, you're all at the center of it. But maybe you could talk us a little bit about that project because it has had a life a couple of times being played live and now it's about to be revealed in a whole new way and we will yeah. hear a song from it later, a demo version. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so I basically, I, I'm not sure how to describe this. Um, I, me and Katie uh, did, as you said, a collaboration together uh, like two years ago. Yeah. And that was really, you know, look, I've spoken to you a load of times about how much I adore Katie yeah. Kim's music. I was completely obsessed with her before I had met her. Mm -hmm. Like she was an absolute, like I would listen to her every single day mm -hmm. to the point that when I did meet her in real life, I was terrified <laughs> of her. Um, but then we became friends and, and got to do the collaboration that we originally thought would be maybe one or two songs. And then we got way too excited because it worked mm -hmm. and it was it worked quite easily mm -hmm. and we were like, oh, there's something in this. So then we did an entire show of, of collaboration and we only ever got to do it twice. Yeah. And then cause you know, we just, we, it wasn't feasible time-wise to do it again. Like I was always way with Lancome and Katie was, you know, like do, doing her, like her, the Katie Kim stuff. And, yeah. you know, we just, we, we couldn't manage to do it again. So then what happened was COVID happened. I said goodbye to Katie in Salem, Massachusetts, actually. We went to Salem, yeah. Massachusetts. I told you this the last time that we said, like, goodbye. Yeah. And then ended up, uh, she moved into Dublin 500 metres away from my house. So okay. we were like, well, hi again. And we're, like, hanging out and naturally started talking about the collaboration and kind yeah. of saying, like, hey, we actually have time to do this now. And I had been playing with Ellie Myler, the drummer from yeah. Percolator and singer, and um, that was really working with the kind of my solo stuff. 
And uh, Katie was really curious about that. And then we were like, okay, let's do the club, but with Ellie. Yeah. And like the first day we did that, my God, we got very excited. Like we were just... Well, the first day I heard walls. about it, I think the excitement <laughs> spread because, I mean, I know all of your work and... The, yeah, the word power is what the only one I can use there when it comes to the, what the combination must be like, and so exciting. And yeah. uh, we should point out that um, Eventbrite is where you can get the tickets, right? Yeah, it's, this is my agenda on on this podcast. Well, is that I, I'm, it's a very I'm plugging, soft agenda. I'm plugging the live stream, yeah. but yeah, Eventbrite. The link is in uh, my bio and Katie's bio. Uh, yeah. But Eventbrite. And um, yeah, and as you said, we also have Vicky Langan, uh, mm, the artist on board. Amazing. Another, again, more yeah, power. for another facet. And also, uh, John Spud Murphy is not only doing sound this time, he's playing with us. Oh, my God. So uh, I'm thrilled okay. about that. Well, look, it's the complete picture about to happen. And um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> from the from the very start of, of, of that sort of possibility of that collaboration to it happening, to what's going to happen next. So exciting, um, Brady. Just the choice of song from 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 Katie maybe you could talk a little bit about that one yeah I, I actually found it really hard to pick one Katie song yeah um, but I picked uh, Last Waltz just because it escaped me on my first couple of listens to mm. Cover and Flood just because there's so much on Cover mm. and Flood and it's so amazing that I, I kind of found it again then um, years later and was like that's a brilliant and it's really it's quite short and in ways it's kind of it kind of reminds me of Last time I was playing tracks for you on this, um, I played Bodicea, the Enya track. And I was talking about how it it basically is an example of how you use a studio well. Yeah. I think this track of Katie's does exactly that. Mm. And it's showing you how, like, look, this is one loop. It's a cello loop that continues for the whole song. And then when you hear what she builds on top of that, it's just her total skill in using the studio Mm. and, and using her vocal in a really, like, atmospheric way. What a beautiful introduction. This is Last Waltz, Katie Kim. but incredibly beautiful Last Waltz by Katie Kim. Um, It's funny, uh, with um, Katie, uh, I mean, I think 
just lucky to have been around from the very beginning of her, of her making music and playing gigs and uh, so many incredible moments. Uh, I think the collaboration, uh, uh, you know, with the, with the, the Crash Ensemble was such oh, a like, groundbreaking yeah. and, uh, you know, so beautiful. And, she and is an absolute, like, she is incredibly talented. Yeah. Really, like, that's, like, I, because sometimes when you hear, like, the finished music, you don't know you know what happened in the making of it and yeah. once we started doing the collaboration I was just kind of looking at her going like oh my god oh my god like it actually terrified me at the start yeah. but then you know you get you get used to each other that and, yeah. beautiful terror yeah. Uh, yeah. so no it's funny because um, you know I mean Katie's you know she's toured with, with Mike Scott um, yeah uh, somebody who'd be a hard taskmaster in terms of the band and, and the sound and, and getting things right. And so, you know, able to reach so many different levels and probably, as you well know at this point, probably the most humble person on the planet as well. Yeah, um, I feel like she never understands how brilliant yeah. she is. Like, I heard her new album and I told her that I, I just sat and cried and she was like, wow. ah, you sap. <laughs> it's, it's amazingly beautiful. And she yeah. just basically told me to, like, just stop talking about it. And I was like, okay. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, um, but I think maybe that's part of the, the beauty of it is just not taking that on board and letting it change something or, you know, there's very, there's a purity to that approach. I'll tell you yeah. a funny story. I, um, I, I mean, um, sorry, Katie. Uh, so uh, just before, like, you know, I'm sorry I, for saying that you called me a sap. As yeah, well, yeah, not just that, but just like, that no, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> but I, uh, I, I, my name is Donald, right? And I break things and I lose things. I lose your keys. If you give me stuff, I'll either break it or I'll lose it. Just, so the table's got reversed one time there <laughs> just before Katie went to New York where Katie had the keys to my studio and uh, just, yeah, was the person who lost them. You know, I'm normally the person who's going, I lost your keys. So anyway, this all happened just before she was going away and she went away and feeling bad about it, which was totally not her fault. And, uh, but she got to New York and I'm not sure the exact how it happened, but where she was staying or who she was staying with, she was in a room with tapes of my show, which she used to listen to, which she told me many times before. But anyway, a kind of serendipitous moment of something. I was there on the other side of her trip to New York, which was beautiful. Yeah. But like, Katie's music has been such a big part of my own journey, you know, like in terms of through all the radio programs and so on and so forth. Um, yeah. When it comes to what you're doing and what will be happening on the 6th, right? So... Um, has there been sort of an evolution in terms of the material from those early two definitely, gigs? Yeah, yeah, definitely, because Ellie, she just brings things to a totally different place, mm. you know, mm. um, just straight away. It started to change tone. It's definitely like kind of bigger. There's more electronic elements in it, uh -huh. but there's still like acoustic elements in it. As I said, we have Spud playing with us, so he's yeah. like Moog and bass. Um, <laughs> and yeah, some of it is bonkers. <laughs> Uh, for yeah. how dramatic some of it is yeah. so dramatic that we play the songs and then start roaring laughing basically because well, it's just it's just a lot like yeah, it's a lot a lot yeah yeah <laughs> but amazingly fun to do mm. um yeah we've had honestly we've had a really we, we've had a brilliant time doing it if, if, we just want to show people if so. it makes you giddy and laugh then i think something's going right probably maybe yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're having fun anyway <laughs> uh ready okay so let's jump ahead to our next tune right so um so last time it was enya and um so this time it's not the full effect of, of um uh, the ABBA thing but it's a little bit it's, you yeah. have to make a little gentle argument I, I will put in a little caveat before we start is that Odin my, my daughter is um starring 
are about to star in the uh, Mamma Mia school production. Oh, so wow. there's a lot of ABBA going on. So, so I may be, uh, but so there. Um, so this version of, of SOS is by Portishead, who we've, we've covered this ground before. We, but maybe first of all, the ABBA. Uh, yeah, so I wanted to play some Portishead because I wanted to play not just Katie and Ellie's music, but I wanted to play things that um, have, like we are kind of maybe influencing us. And one of the bands yeah. that has certainly come up several times is Portishead. Mm-hmm. But I also wanted to sneak in some ABBA because you told me once that you don't like ABBA and I think that that is disgraceful. I know. So I'm uh, trying to make you look at ABBA through the lens of Portishead, hoping yeah. it would be a kind of a gateway Look, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I once texted somebody saying Galway and it came up as gateway on, on predictive text. It's a very good uh, gateway story. But look, as a gateway, I'm totally open for this. If there's a gate that is open through yeah. The, yeah, that gate, I'm totally up for that. But this so is the no gate problem. to ABBA. Yeah, yeah, totally. So look, um, is there anything else you want to say about this version before we chat some more about it? Um, just uh, sorry to the members of Portishead. Um, I don't know how to actually buy this. I can only yeah, no, see it's it only on YouTube. on, on, on streamed, uh, yeah never been released so yeah. please release it I love yeah. it Thank it's you. such a wonderful track so let's hear it Port said SOS where are those happy days they seem so hard to find I tried to reach for you but you have closed your mind Whatever happened to our love I wish I understood It used to be so nice It used to be so good Can save me as 
Okay, uh, where can I apply? Uh, yeah, I want to join. <laughs> uh, just you can't deny that just the quality of the song. If I, you know, um, without knowing the, where it comes from, absolutely, I absolutely love that. So um, yeah, I think yeah. the songwriting in ABBA is amazing. Yeah, it's so catchy. Yeah, you know, I, I, I like. I'm of course. You know, you said something earlier about me uh, when I'm talking about no disco about how. You know, I, I I think you know the TV program about how uh, for me personally that I don't think it was very good or I wasn't very good at it. But that there is an experience that people have with stuff that you know it's not necessarily you know that is valuable. Yeah. Look, I think the people who grew up with no disco, they want to preserve their memory yeah. of what it was, yeah. and there's a lot of nostalgia and no, totally, it, so. totally. But I would say so you that have to just say that you you are proud of it. Uh, no, I, I, and, and it's definitely, of course, of the thing when it comes, we were talking about the gorilla. Okay, just on the point. The gorilla reason, lives, yeah. dreams, yeah. So, okay, let's call a spade a spade. In 2020, those live streams and what they've done have, for me personally, been the most exciting thing that I've seen, let's say, in you know television, just for want of a better word, right? So, and that medium on of... On a screen. Of, on a screen, say, exactly, yeah. yeah, on a screen. In yeah. terms of that feeling of... Excitement, difference, something other, something unusual, something new, something yeah. that challenges you. That's something that gives you a wider perspective. I was so enthralled by those shows because I didn't know what to expect. And so, look, it, it was that's how we got talking about No Disco because there is a connection there that I did feel that in the second year of No Disco, um, that just a kind of a bit of a light bulb moment, a very you know, where I had been shooting Super 8 film and a lot of the music, about 95% of the music that I was listening to didn't have a video. So it was like, yeah, why don't I put these images with some of these tunes? And, and you know, the effect of, I mean, the, the looks that I got for doing that, but it did remind me of those little segments in the Gorilla Live um, yeah. uh, broadcast. Well, I think that mix of mediums is good as well. Like Big time, You have the yeah. live set. That's one of the things I liked the most about the live from Gorilla, yeah. was that, um, well, apart from the fact that there was, uh, on every single episode, there was some someone or something I had never heard before. Yeah. So I was learning, like, in every, learn something new every time but I loved the switching between the kind of the filmed format of a live set and then kind of video art basically yeah um, I yeah. think that works really really well yeah and that's yeah. one of the things that the live stream can do that live gigs couldn't you know? oh yeah no for sure and I think that you know I, it's something I want to ask you about when we talk again about what's going to happen on the 6th um, but you know what you did with Lancome as well is that there is room to put your stamp on it takes like a lot of effort and imagination but you know as in it being the content the streaming sort yeah, of thing it, you know it's a new medium and like it has limitations but it has possibilities yeah. as well like i just watched the cmat's very nice christmas oh yeah and it was like a mad pa panto basically yeah. like with songs but i was like fair play like, the song with junior brother is wonderful yeah isn't it? yeah, yeah that's and it's it's something new you know yeah. and it's kind of yeah. this kind of weird hybrid is it telly yeah. is it not you know you, you would have hoped that people like cmat and, and the new generation will change it all the whole game you know but um yeah. um anyway certainly i do hope yeah but i want live gigs again please though. oh yeah as, <laughs> like a, as soon as possible clear, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but let's go back to abba yeah, so 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 just so 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 really when it comes to um okay so as a dj who who tries to get people to dance right okay so i'm just trying to explain maybe the basis of my utter snobbery yeah. um that like 
that ah, that's easy, you know, as in like oh, it's, it's too easy. It's too easy. So what I'm yeah. okay. So this is the snobby bit where I just think you know. So if if for instance, um, you know, I've seen the effect obviously, but um, just sort of like I remember maybe maybe when in my very early days of of. Uh, DJing, uh, I would have, or you know, seen the effect of of, of putting on um, uh, one of the big hits, right? Yeah. And very often, the next tune will clear the dance floor. Do you know what I mean? Because everyone's in, danced their you know little I mean? hearts out. To yeah, Abba well, because no, like, is, or is it a, point, a case that <laughs> once there's Ava, that it can't get any better, or is it just? <laughs> I don't know, but it's very hard not to dance to Abba. Yeah. I think, but I, I, I just on the point of the snobbery, or like, I'm sorry, you said the word. Snobbery, I, I said not the me. word snobbery. I'm but just trying to. I, I, I don't. I, to me, right? I, I don't like slagging other stuff because I, I, when I was starting out writing about music. I wrote a review for Hot Press and I took so, the piss about something that, and, and when, when I saw it printed, and it was the first thing I ever printed, I was horrified that I would say I something mean it, or yeah. say something, because it's just, what's the point? And I really do believe that the trigger for the joy of music, I'd be, I'm not a snob, but it, I, it does sound snobbish to say, you know, oh, of course, but... Yeah. No, what, what I was going to say was, okay, firstly, you can't like all music. That's yeah. impossible. But That's I it. agree with you in that. Like, I, I'm, I'm here. I will only talk publicly about things that I like. I'm never going to say what I don't like yeah. because I don't, I don't want to put that out into the world. It's a waste of space. But about the snobbery to do with ABBA being too easy, there's a couple of bands that I think that happens with where people like, it's too, people think, people, especially people who are really into music and who really like music, um, like actively listen to it are like it's too easy to like those bands so it's like ABBA The Beatles Fleetwood Mac and Radiohead I think are some of them that people are like right. oh yeah sure everyone likes them right. oh, so, oh Pink Floyd is it oh yeah. yeah I just say I like Pink Floyd <laughs> and then you think I know it like and I know a good few musicians who have like an aversion to those mm. those music acts because they're like oh, sure everybody likes them but mm. they are good oh yeah like the, that's the problem is that you sometimes have to get over your perception of them as a thing within kind of culture. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that they, they it's like they occupy like a symbol in culture. That's it. But they're all, it's also good music. Yeah. And so like we'll say, lay all your love on me, would that be the epitome in terms of that the songwriting catchiness of it? Abba track for me is lay all your love on yeah. me. I absolutely love it. And I absolutely love Super Trooper. I think it's brilliant. <laughs> Sorry, really, would you go the whole way from track one to the last track on The Greatest Hits? Would you do that still? Um, I did a little bit in one of the lockdowns because I wanted so much escapism from music. Right, so right. I told you about one of the days I just had a complete Enya day where yeah, I was like, right. I am going to live in Enya's music instead of reality today because I don't <laughs> like reality today. I did the same with ABBA right. one day and I literally listened to three albums in a row. Full on day. Yeah, it was really, I brainwashed myself wow. and it was, it was great. Well, look, come here. it's all about that stuff that you said at the start about the, st the music that pulls you out of stuff. It's the same as somebody who makes you laugh. You know, if somebody is, is makes you laugh, we know lots of people who make us laugh, thankfully. But, you know, yeah. you just want them around, right? Just give them money and let them just tell them to stay. Yeah. But the music that makes you, takes you out of a mood or, you know, as, as you were saying earlier, all the many varieties of therapy that it provides it's it's wonderful and if it's abba if it's abba all day every day for the rest of your life knock yourself that's out. grand that's my yeah, opinion that's what you want um, <laughs> <laughs> but um so on that bombshell we will yeah. leave this discussion I, I hope that in the third episode that there will be a similar room for some 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 sort of um conviction of changing of the horses yeah. but um so 
So Loris White, um, one of the acts that I desperately wish I had seen at this point, and thanks to Vinnie, they have been in Dublin a few times, right? Yeah, Vinnie Dermody um, puts them on, I think, for the last several years, but um, they're incredible life. Like, I really feel like they're one of those uh, bands that their albums are amazing, but they, they can't really show you what it's going to be like to actually watch them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also wanted to play this because uh, just in terms of the collaboration on the 6th, um, like the Your two agenda. main things. huh? Your agenda-led discussion. My agenda. Back to the agenda, Donald. <laughs> Stop getting off the agenda. Oh, look, I'm looking We're not at the agenda here. here. <laughs> um, no, but I wanted to include like the what I felt were probably the two main things that have come up in conversation the most in terms of, yeah. oh, it sounds a bit, let, let's make it sound like this. So one of them was Percolator and the other one is anything with Jim White in it, basically. Right. We all are obsessed with Jim White. Yeah, I, I know that amazing. from Katie, yeah. Yeah, we all think he's totally amazing. And, I think that Xyloris White is a kind of an interesting, I'm not saying we're doing the same thing as them, but there is an element of like sort of the drums taking what should be a folk song Mm. in its normal world and bringing it somewhere totally different Mm. that you're like, oh, that is a completely different type of music now. (laughs) And Ellie has done that so many times in this collaboration that she's like with with the drums, just like has taken it somewhere else. Yeah. I mean, like... On the drums, she's incredible. She's okay, look, uh, we, we, we'll get into that when we hear the Percolator song, but let's hear uh, Forging by Xyloris White.
sorry. <laughs> I'll drop this in anyway. <laughs> It'll be okay. imagine how much fun that would be live can picture you freaking it out to that goes totally nuts live as well yeah. like it, that's a kind of a kind of an in the middle type track for yeah, them like the it middle. really opens up and gets really big and kind of yeah uh, sort of triumphant and also i think every greek person living in ireland comes to the gigs yeah. and they sing along with all the songs because yeah. they're all Zylor george Zyloris is like from this kind of folk royalty family yeah. um in, in Greece yeah. and then obviously Jim White the drummer from Dirty Three and several other things um, so they're an interesting pairing but yeah the, the um, gigs are amazing so when you said there at Rady about the way that, you know bringing the folk sound and, and sort of turning it into something else completely um, so, so you were talking also about what he does really with his music kind of originates in Greek folk music yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and like I think if someone had told me the pairing before I heard it, I'd be like, oh, mm. will that work? You know, people talk about fusion. Yeah, that funny word, like isn't it? it? Yeah, it is a weird like word. Kind of like podcast. Terrible, yeah, podcast. <laughs> um, I think, like, I hear the word fusion and I, like, I'm always like, oh. Well, I spit. I sounds yeah. awful. But it's just the word and it's yeah. like, I think. Yeah, the act itself is great. I think if you arbitrarily try to mix two things that should not, for organic reasons, mix with each other, then that is fusion. <laughs> um, Definition, Rady P, 2020. Um, <laughs> yeah, that is fusion. Yeah, but that is Whereas fusion. something that actually there are lines, like I think that, you know, um, 
I think Jim's just kind of picking up on some of the the, the rhythms that already exist in the music. Like yeah. no one's going too far away from what they are there, but it just works really well right, together. Right, yeah. So, so they're, they're related. They're related. Um, when it comes to your own experience of playing in groups, in, in um, so just in terms of, of, of the, the before Lancome, was there like, were there other bands or times or was there was there a kind of a... Or, oh, I don't know how to answer this question. Um, no, or maybe. Uh, like, kind of, in that I always, like, I used to play with people and play kind of, but it was always traditional music. Right, it, was, yeah. it was straighter than that. So I, I, but, the reason I'm asking is just the kind of, the place you're in now preparing for this show, right, where you're you're in the midst of some really exciting sounds, right? Yeah, and and we'll say that giddiness that you're talking about, that, like, the thing of... Um, Oh, I just love that idea that you would stop a jam or a, or a rehearsal or a t- and start laughing. I mean, yeah, <laughs> th- that's the teenage dreams thing right there, you know? Yeah, right, no, isn't it? it's very fun, but I think it's because we get on very well as yeah. well, you know what I mean? But I suppose, I suppose what I'm saying is that, you know, like some, some music careers kind of start off kind of looking for that energy with, you know, in rehearsal rooms or... Yeah. And, uh, but it's funny that... that your journey would really not have involved that to the to the same degree or, you know, that you kind of come to that later. Well, I've been that giddy getting Lancome stuff together, to be honest, yeah, and no. I still get that giddy. Like, I think that <coughs> if I lost that, I probably would just say goodbye to whatever the project was if I couldn't get that feeling yeah. from it, you know. Yeah. This is just with, it's with different people, yeah. and that is really amazing because what you make... I think I I just really love collaboration. I, yeah. I think such interesting things come out of it. I feel like I go to different parts of my music brain that I wouldn't have gone into yeah. of my own devices, you know, and I love the kind of the hybrid thing that comes out in the yeah. end. If it's good, like that's the thing, you can't collaborate with everybody. You have to really kind of have yeah. an appreciation for each other, what the other person does and yeah. respect and stuff. And it can be... A daunting prospect sometimes but when it works it really works you know yeah. and it, it's I'm I've been really lucky to be able to collaborate with like musicians that I am actually genuinely really intimidated by because yeah. they're, they're just so Goes good. Goes back to that terror thing. Oh terror like uh, terror joy. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. I'm terrified. Terror in the rehearsal room but <laughs> no just I mean just if you don't mind Ready, um, on, on the subject of Lancome you're also writing right now are, are you, yeah we started you? hanging out with each other and tentatively trying to yeah. do music again and in in, in, nice. in 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 real time not just in real time yeah. Yeah. Okay, in real great. life and there's and so you're yeah okay so yeah, yeah you probably don't want to say too much about that but i mean it's, well, it's I happening don't know. Right? all i will say is that i'm always shocked that why is it scary every time like, because every time you're like, geez, I really, I really hope, uh, you know, I hope yeah. it comes together and, you know, we, we have, we have good ideas or whatever. And then yeah. 20 minutes in, you're like, yeah, it's you're fine. You're holding hands. <laughs> no, it's like, yeah, there's a reason that we've been a band and, you know, like, you know. Yeah. And getting to bounce off their brains as well. Would, um, would there be something missing, though, if you didn't have that trepidation? Do you know what I mean? As in if there was a relationship where you're not sort of excited about going to meet or if there's some little bit of some little bit of trepidation I think it's yeah maybe if I didn't feel worried about things or slightly doubting sometimes it would mean that maybe I'd gotten a bit complacent Mm. I, I don't know if I've ever said to you that I always joke whenever we make an album I'm like if if we don't all completely lose our minds in the process of making this album we haven't put in enough effort right Yeah. like you have to you have to really be like yeah 
freaking out. Maybe, maybe that's what's part of the thing of like knowing that you, you, you know, like it or not, you have to go through the ringer again, you know, as in. <laughs> yeah. It's inevitable no, though. There's it no other inevitable. way, you know, I mean, what are you going to do? You sort of like slide out the other side with another album, you know what I mean? As in, yeah. there's got to be that stuff, you know, I suppose it's knowing Knowing that is is probably yeah that's that feeling in your stomach the butterflies that will turn into something something, something wonderful yeah um, okay back to the choices so Shirley Collins again um, connected in the sense that weren't you about to play together or, or something wonderful uh, yeah so Shirley Collins is uh, like uh, she's a really big deal for me this is the first this track is the first I ever heard of her and yeah. it was her her and her sister Dolly Collins made a couple of albums together and I, I find them really influencing me those albums at the moment mm -hmm. I de like definitely they have stuck with me um, but um, I've never met her and she brought out an album during Covid and um, said some really like really lovely things about my singing and yeah. I just like I, <laughs> I, I, my heart was kind of swelling and breaking at the same time and I had so wanted to meet her we were meant to play in the Barbican together yeah. and I, I haven't gotten to meet her and it breaks my heart I really hope I'll get to oh I'm soon. sure it's going to happen soon yeah um, in the meantime I'll just listen to her yeah so yeah. let's just listen let's just do that so Shirley Collins by Bonnie Bonnie Boy
I just, it's so unusual and yet so simple, as in simply beautiful, but yet yeah. it's got these arrangements. That, so it's her sisters doing the arrangements. Yeah, Dolly Collins, I, I believe, uh, would have put like the kind of cello, mm. and whatever that is. that vibes boop, kind boop, of, boop, 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 yeah. whatever that is. I don't Sounds like know a vibraphone. I mean, wonderful. Uh, I love her. I love the arrangements, but mm. I love um, Shirley's voice and I love... I, I think that song actually sounds weirdly Christmassy. I don't know yeah. why, like medieval Christmassy. Yeah. But um, medieval Christmassy, yeah. But also, I don't know if you know that Shirley Collins actually was going around with Alan Lomax when he was doing all his famous recordings. All so right. she accompanied him like all mm. over America, and she sings a lot of American songs. Mm. And she just like her body work is amazing. Like she um, did this album with Davy Graham that I am fairly yeah. obsessed with as well. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, so. Uh, so so yeah. Uh, in terms of the, like, would that be characteristic of her other albums, or is that special because of her sister's contribution? Do you think? I think that this is definitely a collaboration between the two sisters. Mm -hmm. And what I would say is that all the arrangements are that rich. They just have very different moods. Mm. Um, that's off the the power of the true love knot, I think. And then there's this other one called Love, Death and the Lady. And so like some of it is genuinely like kind of bonkers. Mm. Like and I love how bonkers it is. Like it's mm -hmm. it's rare to get like so surprised by music, but a lot of it mm -hmm. really I, I on first listen I was like, Wow, mm. that's an interesting choice. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but that's the thing, Shirley also has like um like her new albums, her voice is really different. And then her albums from back then, it's kind of maybe like more of her on banjo or the one with David Graham. It's like um, more with guitar. And like she has a lot of um, a variety in yeah. her in her career, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess which is a sign of, of that's th those are the people that you want to follow, is that? Oh, definitely. Because they're the like... The changelings of, of the world that kind of... You yeah, know. that they're progressing, or not progressing, but just, yeah, doing obviously whatever was interesting them yeah, at the time. Yeah, and, and, and reinventing sounds. Um, so look, um, Rady, we're going to go back to Percolator um, and, and yes. talk once more about Ellie's wonderful work. Um, so the song you've chosen is? Is <laughs> Squishy Future, it's yeah. called. I suspect that Ellie may have <laughs> named this track. Um but uh, yeah, Ellie's she's a brilliant drummer and um, like a brilliant singer as well. And I love watching her do both at the same time because I yeah. have no idea how she's doing it. And also Spud obviously is in Percolator as well. So he'd be playing bass and, and Moog yeah. here. So yeah, like I, we're just thrilled to have both of them on board. Like um, We... Last year, when we were shooting for, for this Ain't No Disco, the last episode that exists has Percolator in it, but everybody that day was, when Ellie was playing and doing her thing, is just just blown away by... Yeah. Uh, she's a force to be reckoned with. So here she is on Squishy Future. Oh, 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 
what a tune. Um, yeah. Somebody told me that there's fields in me that there's 60 acres in, but that like there, that that could fill a field any size. It's so ready for a stadium <laughs> moment, isn't it? It's yeah. like huge yeah. sound. Yeah, and it's just that one's really like um, kind of invigorating. Yeah, it makes right you. It word. does. It, it's very much like gives you gives some you energy kind of, for sure. Gives you energy. Yeah, yeah. It makes you want to just yeah go and. A holiday, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, there's something in it that you know. Okay, we were talking about that feeling that the, the transformative power of music that it tells you it takes you on the, your worst day and gives you some information about coping with something, or it takes you and grabs you on your best day when everything is going your way and it, it makes it even better, you know. Yeah. It's it, it's got the power in all of those different situations, but. Isn't it funny, isn't it? Well, we're both listening to that of like, there, it does just give you that feeling. There's energy, it, there's some kind of feeling of yeah, a wave of some sort. Absolutely. Like, to lift you up. Yeah, that's, that's kind of escapism music, I think, yeah. you know, because yeah. it, it'll kind of bring you with it. Yeah. But, um, yeah. And, and when it comes to that thing, right, the escapism thing, you, it seems that from, from the two times that I've chatted to you about specific tunes, you've no problem going the whole way when it comes to the breakdown of the noise and stuff like that. You've no fear of the noise. What do you mean? Just like, <laughs> we'll say what we've just listened to there, yeah. right? you know, the intense nature of sound and, and what it oh, can no, do. As in, you know, and I, and I, you know, it shows in your work, is and you don't have that fear of going there no not at all and today as i said like i deliberately picked like the opposite end of the scale for today yeah like the ones that i use as like kind of an opposites thing yeah if i'm having a really crap time they'll pull me out of it mm. but the ones that i actually if you want to laugh <laughs> the ones yeah. that i would listen to in the days where i'm like doing the opposite and i'm like Do yeah. you know what this is shit Refusals. and then i kind of marinate around in that yeah. for a day <laughs> marinate's a great word w one of them is a. Uh, I don't know if you know the song Nothing by a band called The Fugs, F-U-G-S. I don't, no. And just, we won't listen it, to it Does now. it say what it says on the, it is what it it's says like, on the Monday, tin? Monday, nothing, Tuesday, no. It's the most depressing song in the okay. world. So it just, is what it is. I wasn't going to play that on a Christmas podcast, <laughs> yeah. but just if you want Happy to laugh Christmas, and you're listening, <laughs> go, go listen to The Fugs, nothing. Okay, we'll, we'll um, definitely, uh, yeah, so tomorrow, everybody, uh, <laughs> on the 26th of December, <laughs> Google it in the morning. Uh, so look, let's keep moving. Um, stick in the wheel. Um, we've chatted a bit, bit before about um, this band, um, Brady, and I think, I, as, if I remember correctly, what you said, first of all, was that they were kind of on a similar, if not, you know, I mean, somewhat similar trajectory as yourselves, as, as Lancome, I mean, in yeah. terms of your, your playing gigs or, or, anyway, you can explain. So basically, I don't think our music sounds like each other, yeah. but I think that every, like most of the sentences that anyone has written about Lancome, you could literally just put yeah. the word stick in the wheel in yeah. it and it would make total sense. And yeah. people have probably said the same things. So, we uh, came up at about the same time as well in the like English folk scene. Uh -huh. And so this is off their new album and their sound has really progressed and gotten a lot more, like you'll hear it, it's very like, it's, it's kind of... Um, 
it's getting very kind of out there. I love this track yeah. and I love the new album and they're brilliant. But if you've never heard them before, I'd really encourage you to go back and listen to what they sounded like on, I think maybe from here or just their earlier albums. Yeah. Um, because the sound was brilliant then mm. and it's just different. You know yeah, what I mean? So right. there, there's a proper evolution they've done yeah. in the last couple of years. Um, and, I think and isn't that what it's all about? Again, we know we, we've mentioned this, but sort of, you know, the bands that keep changing and keep inventing and reinventing, it's, it's those the ones you want to follow right oh absolutely and yeah. they're encouraging as a musician to watch because yeah. you know it's real like look it never needs to get stagnant yeah and change doesn't mean it just getting crap at a certain point of your career either yeah. like you know as long as it's done with like prop like integrity and just really because you feel like it's the right thing to do yeah a couple of examples i think we talked about scott walker being like that and, big time you know the ultimate like, baby yeah so you just need to kind of keep them in mind when you're doubting yeah so. exactly and keep moving yeah this is totally christmas <laughs> brilliant all hail to the days that merit more praise and all of the rest of the year and welcome the nights that double delight as well for the poor as the peer sweet blessings attend each merry man's friend the dove bit of vaseline may forgetting all wrongs with poems and songs to dry the cold winter Desire with others in love to grow. 
toppled in the puddles or as the side they lay. The old and the young doth carol this song to dry the cold winter away. Definitely say it is. <laughs> I'll definitely say it's Christmassy. Uh, I'll give you that, Rady. Um, yeah. Driving the cold winter away, your car's here, winter. Um, it's a really old song. What a, yeah, Drive the Cold Winter Away is an old years. English song. I think three or four hundred years old. So again, they kind of, that's probably where we, where they might be similar with, with Lancome. Yeah. In that where they, they will take the old songs and they're really into, they really know their folk. They're really into it. Nick, uh, the singer, is amazing. It's an amazing singer, yeah. Um, and they really know their stuff, but they're mm -hmm. not afraid to to toy with it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, sure. I think right. that track is brilliant, um, and that's yeah. That album's only just come out now, and there's another track in it that I think is really brilliant called Vi "Villain Villain Song." I think it's a translation of a, a Cant song actually, uh -huh. and it's just it's real it's real devious. It's mm. great. Um, when it's it not Christmassy though, so I do. <laughs> there has to be a room for a bit of deviant behaviour on Christmas. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, it's not Christmas. Um, but look, when it comes to, we'll say, the source material for, we'll say, even with what, what, what Stick in the Wheel are doing there. Um, so just if we go back a little bit to Lancome again, and with the, with the show in the Abbey, right? Yeah. Um, so again, from somebody who had seen the show so many times and, and been right up there and uh, um, like I've told you before, um, never bored for a second. I was just so impressed by all of how the source material for, you know, the way that you blended. Um, oh, for the kind of connecting yeah, parts. Yeah, yeah. That was really fun to get together. Yeah. There were so many moments in there where it was just so profoundly, I don't know, it felt like a real kind of um, somehow... Um, a very, you know, I mean, the whole thing worked so well anyway, but that aspect of it felt like a really, an added bonus for the Lancome fan to really kind of, I guess, for the music that the source, like the source for so much stuff, for it to be honored in such a, a, a really creatively right way. Well, you're embarrassing me now, but it was. Um, sorry, but I mean, that's, that's, to, look, yeah. I haven't seen you since then, yeah, so it, I mean, no, that's, you know, that's my fan um, thing for the day. But but, but no, it was re it was really interesting for us to yeah to reference the stuff that like we we have heard and we know where it's from, but like maybe people who aren't yeah as into that world as us like maybe wouldn't um, wouldn't be familiar with it. We also had a few jokes to ourselves, like we put a uh, Neely Boyle, this uh, Donegal fiddle fiddler, given out about people not playing his tune right and that they don't know how to play the music and we put that deliberately I think that was one of my favourite bits um, possibly yeah because yeah. he's got this real kind of like you know real being his bonnet kind of mm. way of talking as well yeah and um, <laughs> he uh, yeah we put it just before we played the Pride of Petrovore because like we've completely like yeah. <laughs> we've really taken that tune somewhere it probably was never intended to go oh, every so that's I us laughing that, at every ourselves every time I hear it I, I do feel like you know you're, you, you, you buy a ticket to another world when you listen to that <laughs> yeah. version but what a wonderful did Neely Boyle Neely Boyle was the man who said about the, the fiddle and the voice or sorry wasn't he I think I think I've, I've somebody has oh, in, in, I've done a lot of interviews with be, you was it Neely Boyle or was it like Tommy Potts or something. Neely Boyle is the one who is convinced that he got loads of tunes off the fairies. Right. Um, well, who's to argue with a man like that? I yeah, wouldn't say exactly. it would be, uh, I believe him. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so look, I suppose 
what I was trying to say about the Abbey show is that it just felt like that you really did you know, do the setting for that, uh, you know, I mean, uh, I mean, I, look, I saw last year or back in the day with the gigs where our, our friend Lisa um, O'Neill did a show, yeah. Ian was part of it in the Abbey and, and it really felt like, oh, it's really great that, you know, this, this new generation of Irish music has kind of seeped into these places and, and somehow they're kind of being, you know. Yeah. Um, and it was strange to play in the Abbey, which obviously like, you know, I'm from Dublin, that would yeah. be a big deal, but there was no one in the audience. Yeah. But I, I honestly, I don't think I would have actually changed anything like in terms of like obviously it would have been nice to play a, a gig with yeah. people but it was so it was really good to put that thing together because yeah. it was a different type of thing it was like making a weird film well or like yes. a, it felt more like a soundtrack or I don't know it was something new it was definitely mm. something new for us and we really like we enjoyed doing that a lot you know, yeah. I kind of like to do something like that again. Yeah. yeah. Well, look, I enjoyed watching it over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but look, I, I, I do think that it's probably a good time to point out that there is another show there coming is along. Another show, the line. which hopefully will be the same kind of. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, I, we're offering you an experience. It's from the makers yeah. of. Um, yeah. So I like that phrase, but but it is an experience. So like, okay, so just on the point that we, we brushed past it a while ago, um, just that very thing of of okay, there being so many disadvantages to, to operating right now, but then when those opportunities do arise, I guess, um, like what you did with the Abbey, there's, there's value in, in seizing that and kind of stretching it, like what we were talking about with the Guerrilla Studios yeah. program, where there's just those opportunities. You're given a blank canvas. You have control of it. And yeah. yes, there are things. So, I mean, and that's I don't where wanna... Vicky comes in as well. Yeah, we, Vicky... we all loved, because Vicky did... Um, uh, a, a video for live from Gorilla, and mm -hmm. actually it was from that video that mm -hmm. we, we had all seen it and we thought it was it was great. And yeah. we, like want her to use kind of the footage that she she. Um, yeah. But again, can't wait to see what she does. We haven't gotten to see, see oh, it right. yet. Like so, it's it's all like it really is collaborative in that way, in that she's she is interpreting responding the music. Yes, yeah, she's yeah. responding basically. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. So look, Rady, let's let's just say before we we listen to this first sample of of your work um, with Katie and Ellie um, that this is a demo version. Yeah, this is a like warning. Well, it was recorded in in Gorilla and was recorded. Thank you very much by Ian Chestnut, who is the third member of Pre Percolators. We've gotten a lot yes. of Percolator involved. And and but, uh, um, yeah, so it, many great it, Ians in the world. It's not mastered, and it's you know this was for a Halloween. Um, the Mary Wellpress Halloween thing. So just yeah, if, if the sound quality. Hello, Ian. I don't, Hall Halloween. Ian. Ian. Halloween, Halloween. chestnut. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, but but look, we, so that is the caveat that it's not really yeah, going to. And be that it's a live performance as well. Yeah. Just that, okay. like This is you know if there's little blips, <laughs> don't mind them. Yeah, but still, everybody, hold on tight. So, Rady Pete, Katie Kim, and Ellie Myler together. Love Henry. Bye. 
It's not very Christmassy, but it is magnificent. <laughs> it is highly on Christmassy. Um, it's a murder look, it's, ballad. It's, it's, yeah, it's another one of those murder, murder ballads. It's so exciting, uh, Rady. Once more, um, Eventbrite is where you're going to get the tickets for the full show. That's just um, a tiny taster of what's to come, and i um, so excited. Yeah. And even that tune is a bit different. Now oh, yeah? From when, yeah, so... It's expanded a little bit. Yeah, I, I just, I'm tempted to ask you more, but I'm also very aware of sticking to my rule of keeping the powder dry, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I think it's a case of all will be revealed on uh, January 6th. So um, we're in the home straight, Rady. Um, when when you sent me the list, I was just delighted that you chose, uh, you chose Moondog, um, yeah. one of the most fascinating figures 
in all art, I think, in terms yeah. of his his um, his story, is just phenomenal. Um, so look, I let you introduce it. So th so the one you've chosen is "Do Your Thing." This yeah. is one of those songs that, like, I literally this is I use this on really tough days because I think it is the song for this year because it's like just do your best. Yeah. You'll be okay. It is the most comforting. Yeah. It's like getting a hug off a parent. This song. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what yeah. it is. It absolutely yeah. makes me ball crying sometimes as well. So mm. be, beware. But I love it. I think it's beautiful. Yeah, no, because because you know what? This the, the the album Heart Songs that it's from um there's just it, all, all of the songs in it have some kind of like almost like uh uh, like a mantra or something repetitive that kind of you know gets inside your head and kind of gives you some little piece of tiny information about how to go on or something yeah how to you do know? life how to do it this is how you do life this, this is how you, yeah so here instructions open moondog and do your thing
and yeah, yes, just add Moondog <laughs> to every yeah. day. Just add Moondog. Um, I suppose it, one of the things that I, I mean, the things that I love most about him are those songs that, you know, there's another album of, um, it's Moondog 2, where there he got a record deal and he got the services of Atlantic Records where he had the studio and he had all the orchestration, he could do all those things. And, and he really made these incredibly um, simple and yet beautifully orchestrated songs, reminiscent of that one in that there's, you know, almost like, uh, um, I don't know, there's something so innocent about it at its heart, isn't there? Yeah. I actually, I, I don't actually know how to describe that yeah. song because I think it, I think it gets me emotionally too much for my music right. brain to analyze yeah. it. Maybe it's best I left don't know. without kind yeah. of going in there. But just yeah. in general, I mean, what a fascinating man and what. Yeah, a, and I, yeah, I, I love like not that you need to know someone's life story to appreciate their music, but there are we've talked about this. There's certain people who, when you know about them, yeah, it does amplify your enjoyment of their music, and yeah. he's one for sure. I, mean, I think that's part of it for me as well. It's that he's written such a beautifully positive song mm. and didn't have the easiest life. Yeah. And I, there's something about that. I think that's what makes it very like emotionally charged for me is that like, you know, look, if Moondog can write that song yeah, so and like, say those so, things. Yeah, then. so like without going into it in too much either, but I mean, he had a very difficult life and, and lived on the edge of something and, you know, was on the street a lot of the time and had um, so many uh, different things going on against him. And yeah. yet there's sort of the capability of putting something together that is so perfect. And, and so beautiful. It's just beautiful. Like, and the and opposite of all yeah. of that. So, you know, your aspirations to, to, you know, the thing that all artists have, I guess, at the, at the core is an aspiration to, to, for, to make something beautiful and to, yeah. to achieve that. And, yeah, to take it to that heights, to scale those heights, it's a remarkable thing. Yeah. Um, so look, we'll, we'll go one more choice um, before we close, Rady. Um, the Bulgarian uh, choir, actually I should say when I was talking about the 6th, right? So on the 6th as well, when you're preparing for um, the Nulag Naman special from Rady and Katie and Ellie, um, there's also going to be the next Make Me an Island is going to be uh, also a Nulag Naman show, but this time with Branwyn. And we had a wonderful chat and um, it's a really nice show. And we one of the things we talked about was polyphonic singing. Yeah. Um, I just, so I suppose, interesting. So interesting, yeah. Yeah, I only discovered the, it's Canto a Tenore, I think, this uh, Sardinian oh, yeah. polyphonic singing thing. And yeah. I, oh my God, like it's amazing. Mm, yeah. Absolutely amazing. And I love any kind of singing style that I can't wrap my head around, yeah. like I cannot figure out how they're doing it, yeah. really fascinates me. And that's the track now is Bulgarian yeah. Women's Choir, yeah. and I can't figure out what they're doing. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. And and is I suppose the thing in there is, uh, yeah, so so what's beyond comprehension, right? Is it just the yeah, technical like level singing, of their... Huh? Yeah, it's something that they're technically doing with their voice that like when I try to do an impression of it, I can't. Mm. So like polyphonic singing, throat singing, Bulgarian folk singing. Yeah. Like some of the kind of little hiccup singing and Appalachian singing, those things, they fascinate me because I don't know how they're doing. Right, sure. And I want to know. Yeah. Um, and in that as well, I mean, I suppose, I mean, how many people would be in this choir? Do you know? Or, oh, I don't know. 30, know. 40? Yeah. Maybe? But in there, each of the parts is, you know, there's an equal equality, isn't there, in terms of there's nobody is doing... How does it work, actually? Like, it, it's all held together by... I think there is a soloist in this piece. Okay. What I love about the Bulgarian folk songs, though, is they, 
have something in common with sacred harp songs for me in that it seems to be that like a lot of the objective is like sing really loud yeah and sing in harmony you yeah. know what I mean? That it's like, it's not about it being, it's like you blast yeah. all this harmony. And speaking as someone who like, I do that sometimes with Lankin where we blast a lot of harmonies, yeah. it makes you feel good. Right. It is a very good feeling. It does yeah. something physiological to your right. body that it really makes you happier. Like I'm, I'm convinced it releases serotonin. So, so similar to, you know, the thing that what I, I swear by it as being of, of going into the water, into the yeah, sea exactly. water. Like a sea swim. Immersion yeah. when you, you know, when that, that feeling of having been transformed magically, yeah. or mysteriously. Um, Ready? So look, it's our closing um, tune today. It's been such a pleasure Thanks having you on the me. Christmas show. Lovely. Thank you so much for, for choosing these type of tunes. We look yeah, forward the to the, ones. the slightly yeah. non-Christmassy uh, <laughs> shows that lie ahead. There's yeah. so many possibilities. But um, I wish you well with everything in 2021. I know it's going to be a great year for you again. Um, just, I know, uh, is it fair to ask you the question? So with what's going to happen? <laughs> so what, what, if I say, <laughs> is it fair to ask you the question? It sounds like, oh, please don't. No, no, is it fair to ask you about what's going to happen with, we'll say, the, the show that's going to happen on the sixth year, this agenda show. Um, so is the plan or is there a plan to, to make that into, or is that? Into a recording? Yeah. Um, Down the line. We would very much like to do that. Yeah, um, for now, no. No, like potentially, yes. It depends on how 2021 goes. Yeah. Um, but we definitely were thrilled that because of the live stream, we, we will have like a proper document of what we're doing. Because yeah. that was the mistake me and Katie made the first time was we didn't document yes, it. And right. we were like, yeah, oh. Yeah, there was a lot of people looking to, yeah, I mean, and, and yeah. There were, yeah, there was no way of people to, for people to re-engage with it yeah. at all. Yeah. So... You know, we we need we need to get this done first, and then we think about. It. But I think we'd all really love to record it. So. Yes. So yeah, so. step by step. Sure. Step by step. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> ready? Thanks for taking time out of your Christmas day. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you get back to the dinner now, you know. <laughs> Thanks so, for having me, though. Oh, Happy yeah, Christmas. such a pleasure, Ready. And uh, once again, we'll have another repeat at some yeah. point. But this is Kalamanku Denku. And once more, I'd like to, to wish all our listeners a very happy Christmas. If it's Christmas Day, then even more so. If it's beyond that, then I'll backdate that greeting and um, thanks to everybody at the Sugar Club particularly Rico and Ian um, thank you so much for all your help on these shows and so we're going to close um, today with Kalamanku Denku by the Bulgarian State Radio Choir <laughs> <laughs>